Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Making Learning Special, where we discuss everything from parenting tips and strategies to early childhood development, all the way to the nitty grittiness of parenthood. I'm your host, Madonna Lazo-Smith, and with me is my husband and co-host, Zach Smith. <laughs> Long silence. Hello. Are you going to say something? Hello. Okay, okay. I was going to say everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're ready to get started. I feel like well, Zach look, is sometimes look, sometimes you ask me a question. <laughs> no. Sometimes you ask me how I'm doing. Sometimes you ask me to talk about the topic and sometimes you just tell me who I am and I just sit there and be quiet. So, you know, I never know what to expect when it comes to these introductions. Be on I your feet. Listen. Pay attention. Hello, everybody. Here I am. I'm Zach Smith, your co-host, your favorite co-host. <laughs> yes. And today we're going to continue with our mini podcast episodes. So we're, um, people are really digging these. I've been getting some comments and people saying that they've been really helpful and that you're liking it because they're short and quick. And again, these mini episodes are making learning special in minutes. We want to make it short and sweet for you guys, something tangible and something that you could implement right away at home, whether you're a parent, a grandparent, an uncle, educator, whatever you are. So today we're working on strategy number six, I believe. I already lost count, but this is our next strategy. Our next strategy is following through and how that looks like when we're talking about child development, and at least in the area of speech and language, because that's my specialty. And that is what um, I do often with parents. So what does it look like when you're following through with your child? when you're giving them a direction or when you are teaching them new vocabulary. Oftentimes when we're talking to kids, um, we ask them questions or we give them a direction. How much do you as a parent follow through when you're asking them a question or you're giving them a direction? When they're not listening, for example, and we've had episodes about quote unquote not listening, are you um, just letting it be and like, oh, oh, well, he or she's not listening, or do you help them with that? Or do you, um, what do you do, basically, right? So what you do next when you give a direction, ask a question, or tell your child to do something um, makes a difference. When we can, we want to follow through with our kids. So before this, before we start talking about this, Zach's all like, okay, follow through, that's so broad. What do you mean about follow through. So I want to explain it and give you guys specific examples. Okay. So this has to do a lot with the receptive language and Zach quiz for you. What is receptive language? Receptive language is your ability to understand the words that are coming out of other people's mouth. <laughs> comprehension. Yes. Comprehension. So yes. Comprehension for a little kid. The, the, the easy definition, comprehension. Yes, for little kids, so early childhood development, you're building your child's understanding. And we talk about how kids understand more, or usually how development and language development works, is they understand more before they can start speaking and talking and using words. But as they're building language and they're starting to use more words and they're starting to understand more, how do you want to follow through? When you're giving your child a direction and you see that they're not following through, do you want to give the direction again? and give them some time. Remember, we talked about pausing 
if you've been following this mini, this mini series, we talked about pausing, giving them enough wait time and repeating yourself. So you know if they're tuning in or not and position, positioning yourself so you know that they're listening. If they're still not following directions, you want to follow through by modeling what you want them to do. So if you're telling your kiddo, um, um, put your plate in the sink, please. And your child is playing with his trucks. I'm just thinking of Ace. Put oh. your plate, um, put your plate in the sink, please. And whether you think the child understands it or not, you want to follow through with it because what happens if you don't follow through? What do you think would happen? Your kid's gonna see it's it's your kids, okay. Your kids are always going to push the boundaries and push the limits. And if they see that they can push you to asking them to do something five, 10, 15 times, and eventually they end up doing it for you or they stop asking and give up, they're just going to wait next time until you give up again. So they're just going to continue to push that boundary. So or if they, you yeah, don't follow yeah, through, yeah. that's what I would think. Like if I told Ace to put a dish away and I told him 10 times, right? And Ace is kind of just side-eyeing me, kind of just waiting to see what I do, how I react, how I respond. And if what if my response eventually is I give up or I do it for him or I just leave it there, then he's going to be like, nice. Now I know what I could get away with. So now this is just what's going to be my new goal. Just kind of wear him out until he gives up and stops bugging me about doing this. Yeah, so it could go either um, either way, right? So a child who might not completely understand what you're saying, you want to teach them. That's a teaching opportunity. So when you're saying, yeah. put your plate away, put your plate away. Oh, never mind. Okay, I'll put your plate away. Instead of like, oh, let's put your plate away. Let's do it together. Or you're showing them, you're modeling. They don't necessarily, you don't have to necessarily force them to put their plate away, but you can definitely model, you know, very um, indirect. Here, let me, let me pause you. Though. Let me, let me pause you though, oh. because part of following through comes with persistence, comes with not giving up and putting your mm -hmm. foot in this, you know, putting your foot down and be like, this is what needs to be done because this is what needs to be done. Right. Cause we already know we've discussed this, that sometimes what best for your, what's best for your child is not the easiest. It's what's best and making sure that they do the things like in terms of cleaning up after themselves and mannerisms and all that stuff you want. That's important, right? So you said you don't need to force them or don't want to force them. But here's the thing. What if your kid is one of those kids that really likes to stretch the limits and push the limits? Because Ace can be like that sometimes and some other kids can be like that as well. You, some kids just don't understand. Obviously, that's perfectly fine. Leading them, you know, by example, we'll say is the is the best way for them to start understanding and comprehending what like matching the words with the action. Awesome. But for the kids who have languages are really developed, they're just going to push the limits sometimes. So although you say don't force them to do it, what would you do in order for you to get them to start following your lead or listening to what you're saying then if you say that you shouldn't force them to do it? Because I am of the mind where if something needs to be done, and we've taught this to Ace, there's something called mandatory where it doesn't matter how you feel. It needs to be done because it's important. It's time sensitive. It's non-negotiable. And it has to be done because it's what's right, not what's easiest. And that's what we teach him, right? So if you don't want to force your kid to do something that they don't want to do what's the alternative then guide them just um yeah. you know help them out with this episode this mini episode and this is specifically um, showing and helping with vocabulary development and comprehension so not necessarily behavior which you're leading into so mm, i would say guide them right so um 
if you want them to put their plate away and we're going to go back to them not understanding, you're going to guide them. If they don't want to do it, give them a few tries, right? And you're still going to guide them. You're still like, okay, it looks like you're, um, you're having, uh, you, you don't want to put your plate away right now. So I'm going to help you. Okay, okay, let's go together and do it. You could either walk to the sink and I'll go with you or I could carry you. Yeah, give them options again. The two choices. Okay, so you're still not forcing them to do it, but you're forcing them to be part of that process. Yeah, because you're still okay, following there. through in that way. That's that's a, that's an important distinguishing factor right there for people who are like, but what do I do then if my kid doesn't want to do it and I don't want to force them? So no, that's good that you you kind of um, outlined that to, to clarify everything. So, okay, so you force them to be part of the process, but not necessarily do what it is that you ask them to do. You you want to include them in the process because you ask Include them. them. There you go. Teach the them. Nice yeah. way of when possible, it. right? them into the process. Not force them. Include them into <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, I was going to say process. force is a little bit of a <laughs> funky word in that sentence. But anyways. I woke up aggressive today. I don't know. Maybe whatever. But anyways, including them in the process, which is something we do very often with ACE. So that makes a lot of sense. Or you woke up kind of uh, stalling. No, just kidding. In the beginning of the, <laughs> the, beginning of the episode. It's a, it's, a, it's a sleepy day today, guys. <laughs> as you drink your coffee. Okay, so going back to when you're teaching your kid, if you know that they are still learning these comprehension things, like put your shoes on and they're not consistently putting their shoes on, you're giving them opportunities. Put your shoes on, ask them a few times, pause a few, um, pause to make sure they're processing the information. And then instead of saying, oh, okay, never mind, I'll just put his shoes on for him because it's easier. Instead of doing that, walk with him and be like, there's your shoes. Let's put them on. That's still following through. Okay. Mommy's going to help you. Here's your shoes. And you're reiterating, we're putting your shoes on. There's so much of um, teaching when you're following through in that way. Okay. When it comes to, I see this often in my sessions when parents are wanting their child to identify objects. So this has to do with the receptive language. Identifying means you're pointing to something, you're looking at something, or you're handing your parent um, something, a toy, a picture, an item. Okay. So this doesn't mean naming the item. You're not, your child's not saying cup or bottle. They're not saying it. They're identifying it. And again, it's pointing, looking at an object, giving you an object. So they're understanding what you're saying. Okay. So when parents are like, go get, um, go get potato heads eyes, where's potato heads eyes, right? Potato heads eyes, where is it? And they're like saying it. What's wrong with this? There's not, not nothing wrong with it, but remember to give your child some time to process information and you don't have to repeat it all the time. But what you want to do is if your child's not getting the eyes of Mr. Potato Head because they might still be learning that vocabulary word, you want to follow through. Pause a bit, make sure your child has enough time to, and I'm exaggerating the pausing because it's a hard thing to do. Pause a bit yeah. to see if your child- I've, I've asked about it. I've asked about it too. Like, how long should the pause be? Remember, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. And you guys could check out. I was out like, the but how long episodes. do I wait? Right. Because I, I I, did the same thing. I would ask him a little faster. I'm like, wait a minute. His brain's not developed. My mind, I should probably chill a little bit. Plus, you asked me about that and told me about that, how they take, take some time to transition from one thing to another. So, yeah, I think you said what, three to five or, seconds or so? Or even more for some kids. I said three <laughs> to five seconds because it feels like, we count our seconds too long. <laughs> I mean, too short. Yeah. Too uh, short. Three to five true say. seconds. True seconds. Yeah, seconds. yeah. And then there, um, I say three to five seconds because it does feel like a long time. But there's actually SLPs out there and other places where it's five seconds or more, six seconds even, right? Yeah, every so, kid's different. 
Yeah, yeah. And then um, where they are in their development is different. So when you're asking your child, where's the eyes? And you're like, oh, never mind, never mind. Where's the hand instead? Where's the feet, right? Are you following through? No, right? No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you're asking me a question? I thought you were just on a little monologue. <laughs> at, at first, at first I was, uh, I was asking you a question, but I'm all like, okay, he's not answering. Oh, this day is interesting. <laughs> Anyways, so... <laughs> So you're, we're saying, okay, never mind. They're not seeing where the eyes are. I'm going to move on. Before you move on, follow through and show your child. Oh, here's Potato Head's eyes. Okay, here's Potato Head's eyes. We're going to put it on. Here it is. His eyes are on. See how many times I repeated the word eyes and I followed through with that? Mm -hmm. So those are the main examples really for the follow through of when your child is following directions, and identifying items when you're teaching your child vocabulary. Voila. So remember to follow through when possible and do not um, not necessarily force your child. Pick and choose your battle. But now that you know this strategy and how important it is, go for it and use it. Any last words, Zach? Yeah. Don't force them to do something. Just have them participate. <laughs> As you said, don't force them to do it. Just have them be part of the process. I think that's one thing that you didn't add up in your or add in your summary. Yes, have them participate in the process. You're right. Okay, guys, that's our that concludes our mini episode for today. We'll chat with you guys next time. And remember, if you guys have any ideas of what you want us to cover in our episodes, go ahead and contact me on Making Learning Special on my website, Making Learning Special on Instagram, and Making Learning Special on TikTok. TikTok, you guys could find me there. And we'll see you on our next episode.